When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to the program. Great to have your calls and your texts coming through. Thanks to everyone that's taken the time to dial the number and send through a text today as well. Dwayne's brought for Kogan Mobile. Make the call, switch to Kogan Mobile and for Brick Lane Brewing for lovers and makers of great beer. The pies were flying this season. Jack Madgen has had a career that's gone 49 games worth, but he wants to extend it by another couple if he can. And he's been good enough to join us to have a chat about what the future might hold and whether any clubs have contacted him. Uh, Jack, welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. It's, it's a pleasure to be here, mate. So what's on the agenda for you? Uh, you obviously want to keep playing if you can. Have you spoken to many clubs? Yeah, obviously um, my number one priority is, is to still keep playing. And, you know, even though I'm 29, it's only my fifth year in the league, so I still feel like I'm, I'm getting better and, and the body's, the body's doing really well. Um, so, yeah, my number one priority is to keep playing. And, and there has been, I guess, there has been enough interest out there um, for me to still have some hope and, um, and still pursue that side of my career. Um, but I'm also, um, I guess I am preparing a little bit for, for if that doesn't happen in a plan B because I can't, well, obviously my, my wife's pregnant and um, <laughs> so I do need a bit of a plan B to, to make sure we have some security as well. <laughs> Does Plan A also enable you to move into state if you had to? Would you go into state to play? Yeah, definitely. Um, my, my wife's American, so she's followed me oh. over this far. So, um, so I'm more than happy to, and we, and we both are more than happy to, to, to go wherever to, to keep playing to keep playing at the highest level. So that's that's something we've spoken about, and, and we're definitely open to moving. And the the opportunity to play elsewhere, you you have been a a great servant of the Collingwood club in that you've been happy to be a depth player for them. You've been there and you've provided when they needed you, but you've also been happy to give your heart and soul, uh, even if you're not in the best 22, just in case you need it at any time, which is a valuable asset for a club to have. Yeah, and that's, that's sort of what I've, I've prided myself on. I know um, the Cat B rookies, um, they are a bit of that project player, so it's, it's also what else I can bring bring to a club or a team and, um, playing, I, I played professional basketball, um, so having that professionalism coming across um, has really helped and, and helped me sort of find a niche in the team, whether that's playing in the AFL or the VFL. Um, but that's sort of what I hang my hat on is, is being that professional, good teammate, always being ready. And, I mean, um, when the opportunity does come, it, it is about taking it, and, and that's sort of what I've, what I've prided myself on. And, and that's how I've been able to, you know, get 49 games out of myself at Collingwood. And the senior leadership side of things as well is something that some clubs want, and you've got that. In fact, um, I'm hearing that you might even be a chance to be involved in club land post your career in those leadership kind of roles. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it's, 
something I work on, and, and I also like thanks, thanks Fly at Collingwood, uh, Craig McRae for for helping me work on that in the past season, being a better leader and teammate, and that's that's sort of what we spoke about mostly. So it's it's something I always am working on, and something I'm really passionate about post, I guess, playing career is is helping that younger generation and in that well-being or development space. But I still think I can do that as a player on the field, and I think that's where you get sort of the best results. Um, is that shared experience on the field and and being able to help them in in real time moments? So, yeah, I guess I guess that's what I'm passionate about. But um, I, I think playing is is also the best way to to achieve those results as well. And also as a swingman, can you you can play forward and back, can't you? Yeah, I played. I actually played. Um, I started obviously my career as a defender and sort of where I carved out my niche, and then. Last year under Bucks, he played me on the wing for a couple of games and I, mm. and I played well at the AFL level on the wing. And then this year, obviously, we had some sore boys in the forward line and that was probably the best opportunity for me coming back from injury. And I, I had some pretty good games there in the VFL. Um, and just, obviously, Ash Johnson came in and started playing really well in the forward line in the one. So just probably wasn't that opportunity for me there. But I'm very confident um, I could play either end at the AFL level and, and obviously, wherever wherever I'm needed, like that's that's sort of what I hang my hat on, as well as that versatility and and diligence to roll. So yeah, that, that's sort of where I could see myself. You've also been part of two different Collingwood styles, I suppose. Nathan Buckley style, Craig McRae's style, not just on field style, but the way the club has gone about it as a professional organisation under two different leaders, who in some respects are, are very different. Even though you know, I'm sure you're going to tell me you love them both. <laughs> yeah, oh, you've, you've you've done this before, haven't you? Um, <laughs> they, like they are, they were very different, and and I guess you can't really say which one worked or which one worked best. I mean, we made a prelim and a grand final on the Bucks and a, and a prelim on the Fly, but it's just about getting that um, team buy-in, I think, and um, yeah, learn a lot from both. And even coming through the college basketball system, it's it's totally different again. Um, the, the the way that's run, so. I've definitely been exposed to to a lot of different coaching styles and organisational styles, and I think as long as you get that buy-in from the from the players and and everyone's on the same page, it's, you can't really tell which one works best. But as long as yeah, as long as you get that from the players and the rest of the organisation. Talking to the listed magpie Jack Madgen, hoping to find a new home over the off season. Was Bucks a little unlucky, Jack? That did did, uh, did the planets kind of just lose alignment for him. He could have changed his style to a more attacking style. We've all talked about that. But at the same time, um, you did have success under him a couple of years prior that to the point that he wasn't far away from dragging you guys into into that, uh, you know, the premiership window. Yeah, I guess. And, and even adding to that, we said he was probably a bit unlucky. Um, we, we, we did have like a few injuries to our, to our top talent. And then coming out of that COVID year or COVID couple of years, it was a you know, it was a bit uncertainty and everything was a little bit all over the shop. But um, I think to, to be able to coach for 10 years um, in, at an AFL level is, is exceptional. And um, he seems to be in really enjoying his, his role in the media now. And I've, I've sort of had a couple of chats to him over the last um, couple of weeks. Just, he sent me a message um, and I've, I've gone back and forth with him just saying how much I appreciated him giving me an opportunity. So, um, I, I mean... I would I would probably class his his time coaching at Collingwood as, as a success. I mean, not not everyone um, was able to achieve what what he was able to achieve. So yeah, 
I think he's ours now. I think he's in the media now. I don't think he's ever going back to Clubland. I think he's enjoying his life with less <laughs> pressure too much. What was different about Craig McRae, Jack? Um, oh, I think the, obviously the you could see the contrasting game styles. Um, that was that was evident on on the TV, but also um, I think uh, Fly really coached a lot more culture and a lot more um, what we do off the field and how we carry ourselves. I mean, you heard him speak about acting like winners, um, where I think Bucks was a bit more, um, I guess, the X's and O's. Um, and obviously, uh, Fly had uh, Leffer there and Bol- uh, Justin Leffich, uh Brendan Bolton and Hayden Skipworth, and they, they ran a lot. I'd say they probably ran a, a bit more of the meetings, I guess Fly being a first-year head coach and, and those guys having a lot of experience. Um, I guess I guess that was probably the the two biggest differences was just the, uh, the obviously the game plan and just like the meeting structure. That's that's what I found. You did come from a basketball family. You've mentioned well, your brother Ben and your sister Tess as well. You went to the US and played uh, had a college scholarship over there, as you mentioned, and then came back here and played professionally as well. What did you pick up in the college system? I mean, the college system is something that to Australians it, it seems like uh, it is a different world. In a way, the colleges are so big; it's such a massive part of everybody's life. Once you go to a college, that's your college forever. Um, college basketball, sometimes college football has bigger crowds than sometimes the NFL. What did you learn from the college system? Well, I guess the first thing um, was I was coached extremely hard. Like I got yelled at and cussed at every day for four years, pretty much. <laughs> um, that was definitely a big chat. Like, because you can't speak to professionals you know, sort of the way we were spoke to, because you, you just, mm. you know, the coach would get fired, I guess. So mm. that was probably the biggest thing. And then just instilling the work ethic. Like we would we would wake up at, you know, 6 a.m., lift weights, and then have to go to class and then have to train in the afternoon, sometimes come back after dinner and train again. So you'd be doing two, three days. And sometimes that was a day before a game. So definitely that, that work ethic and, I guess, self, um, self-drive, because I, I saw a lot of teammates that were more talented than me not not make it with the workload and the and the self drive and the discipline. So probably I'd say those two things. Um, and obviously I've, I wish I if I could go back I would do things a little bit differently um, in college. But yeah, it was definitely the um, yeah the the work ethic and self drive. And and I mean I went to a school that only had probably six or seven thousand people and twenty thousand people in the town. But the whole town was was behind the, was behind the team. So. Um, that tight knit community, like you mentioned before, was was awesome. And when we got you know decent crowds at our game, it was the the, the place was rocking. So um, yeah, that's probably the probably the biggest things I, I took out of my time there. And a couple of quick ones, Jack. Before I let you go, um, the ability to win close games—it was a trained thing. It must have been fun to be part of that trained thing and then have it work on match day. Yeah, I think obviously the the first the first couple that happened. Um, I guess you could you could say might, might have been luck, but then after that, like you said, um, we'd been in that position so many times, and there was just a real air of confidence. You know, we'd be down by three or four goals at three quarter time, and blokes were just in the, in the hose going, "Oh, we we got them right where we right where we want them." So um, it was definitely a confidence thing, a train thing, and and I guess a, a credit to the fitness staff as well because we we did seem to um, have you know superior fitness at the end of those at the end of those tight games. And Jordan Degoe, how good can he be? Yeah, I think you saw a little bit of it in the final series, didn't you? He was um, yeah. he was really good, and 
I think the I think one of the the best things about um, Geordie, especially the second half of the year, was was how much he bought into the to the team environment, and the organisation, and um, it, it was always around the club with a smile, and um, he you could tell he definitely um, yeah really oh, enjoyed his his time, and, and maybe the bit of a different um, feel around the club as well with that family family vibe and. Um, everything was upbeat. Like you couldn't tell if we won or we lost, is what Fly would always say. And I think he really enjoyed that aspect um, of being around the club. Do you think we're going to get the best Jordan to go in 2023 that we've ever seen? Is he has he matured to that point? Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's definitely. From what he put in on um, the back end of last year, and I think the big thing with him is always if he can if he can stay healthy and and play, you know, 20 games. Um, I definitely think he's got all the best, uh, or yeah, all the attributes to be able to do that. And people like him, where they can, you know, you can put him in the midfield for periods of time. He can go forward and kick goals. They're they're obviously what the game runs on, um, and they're, they're the really exciting people that draw crowds. So, I mean, I'll be watching, or hope maybe even hopefully playing against him, and that'll be a good problem to have <laughs> uh, going against someone like that because you know you, you'll want to play against the best. And um, yeah, I, I, I wish him. And the pies all the best for for the upcoming season. So, what tricks are you going to have in your bag if you play on him? Then, if you actually stood on him, what would you do? I would be putting whoever my teammate was right in front of him to help me out. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> no, he's a good. He, he's a good. He, people like that. I mean, you've, you've, it, they're very hard to defend one on one. It really needs to be done with within the system. Um, because you, you try to body him, and he's, he's actually quite strong and quite powerful off the mark. Um, but yeah, it's definitely all, all those all those superstars of the competition. It, it's very hard to to take him out one on one. You definitely need a bit of help, and I think any defender in the comp would would probably agree with that. Jack, great to have you on. Uh, if anyone wants to contact you, I'm sure they can find you through Collingwood or through TLA. Your management at TLA will look after you. But uh, let's hope you get picked up, and uh, can't wait to be calling your name again next year. Yeah, thank you, mate. I really appreciate you having me on. Jack Madgen joining us, delisted Magpie, hoping for a new home. Back after the break, you're with Dwayne's World. It's been great to have so many of your texts come through, even while we're having a chat to Jack, that text machine to 40 Winks and Temper, T-E-M-P-U-R. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91